the respect that I have for people who, you know, went out West at the beginning and were like fighting brutally cold winters and building their own house on minimal food with like six kids. And it just, I have such respect for those people and like what they were able to overcome. And it just, it makes me feel like a great big wuss. Like I don't know anything about like surviving. I don't, you know what I mean? Like you cut out the, you cut out the electricity and, and I'm in trouble. Welcome to the Bar Bend Podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by barbend.com. Today, I'm talking to strongman athlete Brian Alsrue, who actually joins the Barbin podcast for a second time. Recently, Brian has been focusing most of his time on building a homestead in the woods, completely by hand and without the use of power tools. I mean, we're talking logs that weigh hundreds of pounds here. We discuss what it means to use strength in a real-world environment, along with how building a log cabin mirrors strongman-style training. This podcast also touches on the human connection with nature, feats of endurance long before electricity, and we even talk about Bigfoot and other topics in cryptozoology. Don't miss it. But before we get into that, I want to give a quick shout out to today's episode sponsor, Tempo, the artificial intelligence-powered home gym. Tempo combines expert training from its coaches and its pioneering AI technology to provide members with hundreds of classes, many among them focusing on strength and hypertrophy with individualized feedback and progress tracking. Learn more about Tempo, including their expanding line of home strength and fitness tracking equipment at tempo.fit. Hey, Brian, thanks for joining us. It's your second time on the podcast. because we, yes, we sir. Lo- thanks for having me back. Thanks for coming on. We loved you so much the first time. It was actually, you know, the year, I think we released it in 2020. The years all blend together. It was one of our most popular podcasts. You have just like a rabid audience. They love you, man. They can't get enough. They're awesome, man. I'll be honest. They just, uh, I, I don't know why they like me, but I'm glad they do. <laughs> I really am. It's it's like it's, it's been great. It's like the first person you ask out on a date and they say yes. You're like, I don't know why they said yes, but I'm glad yeah. they did. <laughs> you want to hang out with this? Like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> well, let's. So, one thing you've been really occupying your time with recently and posting a lot about is you, you moved on to some new land and you're building, man. You're building structures and homes and stuff from the ground up. Talk a little bit about how you got into that. I'm from rural Kentucky originally. So it's really interesting for me. I, you know, I know people grew up who are building log cabins. I haven't seen that in a while, but talk us about how you got into that. And then we can talk about kind of the carryover being a, a strong man to, you know, Hey, how that's useful and actually using your hands. It's been huge. It's been huge. But, um, so basically just about a year ago, uh, I moved on to a piece of land that is 27 acres. So it's a large parcel and it's almost entirely wilderness. So, um, uh, for people who didn't know, I, I'm getting over a really bad disease where I was throwing up like 50 times a day, and uh, just it, it was a really it was a really harsh spot. Like I was almost dead a couple times. Um, so in order to start healing, uh, I moved to this piece of land and kind of tried to slow everything down. You know what I mean? Like try to get back to basics of what's important in life and, and what I care about. And um, growing up, I grew up at a house where I had a large piece of woods where I was in there building forts, doing things like that all the time. And um, when I moved to this new land, I knew that I wanted to kind of reconnect with that and get 
more involved with like bushcraft. And uh, I mean, I hadn't made a fire without a match or paper or anything like that for like years. And I'm like, especially with the pandemic hitting, it seemed like this is probably some good stuff to kind of have an idea about, you know what I mean? Like how to get your own food, how to purify water, how to make fire, how to do base things like that. So um, I started out kind of doing that. And uh, I've always had a passion for that kind of stuff, but I've never really had the means to do it. And now that I have this, this land, I, um, I decided that I would go full in and, uh, I'm actually building a log cabin by hand with zero power tools, just an ax and like a draw knife and stuff like that. So, um, it's been an experience. I'm learning from books, uh, cause I don't have internet at my new house. I'm actually in my wife's therapy office right now. She, she's a counselor. Um, and, uh, so I, I took over her office so I could have internet connection cause at my house, I don't have it. Um, and I'm just trying to like learn all those things. And man, I tell you what, the respect that I have for people who, you know, went out West at the beginning and were like fighting brutally cold winters and building their own house on minimal food with like six kids. And it just, I have such respect for those people and like what they were able to overcome. And it just, it makes me feel like a great big wuss. Like I don't know anything about like surviving. I don't, you know what I mean? Like you cut out the, you cut out the electricity and, and I'm in trouble. So I'm trying to reconnect and get back to those things, but it, it's been, it's been quite a learning experience. It really has. Well, let's talk a little bit about the carryover from like in the gym to real world strength, because like, look, it's one thing to pick up 500 pounds off the floor on a barbell that's calibrated and carefully loaded with clips, moving a log or felling a tree and then like having to use, utilize that wood. Man, that's a whole different ball game. It is totally brutal. Like, uh, I mean, I, I, I grew up doing construction because my dad's a, a construction worker by, by trade and he owned his own business. So I, I was always working with those things like that. So I have a manual labor background, which I truly believe helped me a lot in strongman. Cause when you actually look at the movements of strongman, you're competing in manual labor, right? Like you're picking up a heavy cumbersome object, trying to run it over there, put it over there. You know what I mean? It's just that kind of dumb stuff. And, uh, that is exactly what, what I do all the time, but I cannot believe how, much using something like power tools, like a power saw, um, to, like a chainsaw. I love my chainsaw, especially now that I've had to like cut up so many like 15 inch diameter logs with like a little handsaw. One at, for one particular pot, spot, the very first layer of my log cabin, I needed to saw one of the logs in half long ways, not like not like cutting it in half, but like long ways, you know. And um, it took me six, I think it was six and a half hours for one log, and just constant all day long just sawing away sawing away and you look at those things things and it just uh it it does incredible things for teaching you patience and like one thing after another one thing after another you know because if you look at it as a whole it's very overwhelming but i mean the strongman training has prepared me so well for it because every single thing is like uh pick up and keg carrying load is like a big log or thrown up on your shoulder like your arnold and commando or whatever the case may be, but it's, it's all about using real, true functional strength, right? Because you're on uneven ground, you're swinging an ax, you're carrying big logs, you're, you're wrestling things around and, and doing things like that. And so a lot of my actual training now, I don't even need to do as much strongman because I'm doing strongman in like life, you know? Uh, so uh, I haven't done like a sandbag carry in almost a year because I make my own firewood and everything. So every single day is some sort of from weighted carry or, you know, even, even weird events in strongman, like the finger fingers where you had to like, uh, pick up like a, a, a long pole and like walk it up with your arms. 
that's exactly what you're doing with a log. You know what I mean? You're deadlifting it up, you're walking it up, getting it on your shoulder and then trying to squat it up and yoke walk it over basically. Um, so it's just been, it, it's, I can't believe how many times I'm, I'm doing these things and I'll put out a video about it and people are like, you just basically did single fingers, a farmer's carry, a sandbag carry. Like it's, it's all the exact same stuff. It's just, uh, it's just pieces of wood instead of stuff that we actually made in the gym. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people forget that, especially in the sport of strongman, look, it's a sport made for TV, but the inspiration for these events comes from a long lineage of feats of strength throughout history. And those are inspired by people having to do real things, having to move logs, yeah. having to and move like things, rocks. The exact stones, right? So like you look at like the manhood stones in Scotland for years, a rite of passage for boys growing up, uh, in so many different areas of the world was to pick up a big, heavy rock. And if you could like put it on this shelf, then you were considered a man now, you know what I mean? And uh, now we have to like create the hard work in a gym setting and things like that. You know what I mean? Like it's tough to find a rite of passage as like a young man now, like coming up or, or a young woman or anything, just trying to make that transition into manhood is like, Oh, I got my license changed. Am I a man now? Can I, I can legally drink a beer. Does that make me a man now? You know what I mean? And uh, so many things in so many societies over time have been based off of, can you physically pull your own weight? Basically, like if, if we take down a deer, can you help carry it back to help feed everybody? Can you, are you physically capable of doing these things? And that is definitely something that's been lost out of our culture that um, I wish would come back because even being able to like do the deadlift, right? Like so many people go to the gym, but they don't deadlift their squat and things like that. And you're like, you're, you're missing out on a whole aspect. It's not only just the physical benefits, but also like the mental benefits of knowing how bad it sucks to do a set of 20 squats when at 12, you want to quit. You know what I mean? But you push through and you keep going. And that's stuff that like our ancestors and people who came over here at the beginning had, well, really everyone's ancestors in the past in order to survive had to be able to do so many crazy feats of strength. And they knew so many random things from like how to build a house, how to do this. I can't even change my own oil. You know what I mean? Like there's so many modern things that we just have solutions for that. Uh, I really, I, I, I miss, I, I wish, I wish we could bring them back in to our society some, cause it, it has helped me become a better man at 40 years old, uh, just spending time in solitude. And I mean, May is mental health month. So like the amount of mental health that I get from being away from the internet and spending time alone in the wilderness, reconnecting to things like that, it's, it's profound. It's been absolutely amazing. And I, man, I can't recommend getting in nature enough for anybody, anybody, really. I know it's not easy for a lot of people, but if they can, even if you get to like a park and you look at some birds or like some just water, like it does something inside your soul that kind of calms you down a little bit, you know? So, man, I, I've absolutely loved this journey. Uh, it's been like a whole pivot in my channel because I decided, I guess about a year ago, I didn't know if I wanted to keep making lifting videos because not that I don't have more to say or, or more to do. It's just that uh, I felt like I was almost repeating myself. Like, how much can you say about the squat when you've already made 20 squat videos? You know what I mean? And so I was like, the last thing that I want to do is become an individual who is just repeating the same nonsense so that I can sell more programs or I can continue in this field or whatever. And I was like, well, if you're going to be true to yourself, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I, I kind of want to build tree forts in the woods. What I want to do right now, right? And so that's what I started doing. And um, some people came along, some people didn't. But you know what? Like at the end of the day, I still make plenty of, of lifting material and things like that. But 
Um, this is a whole nother side that I'm trying to like help share with people. And it's not for everybody, but for me, like the two things I actually started a thing called barbells and bushcraft. Cause I think the two are so similarly related, you know, like the physical demands, everything like that, except when it comes to like bushcraft, you don't have a choice. You can't be like, well, my set's done. You're like, well, no, I, I need to like purify water. I need to get food. I need to build this shelter. And, um, it, it's, it's, it's been really, really cool. I, I can't I can't say enough cool things about it. We'll get back to the conversation in just a moment. But first, a quick shout out to our episode sponsor, Tempo. You have more options than ever when it comes to working out at home. With Tempo, you get the power of artificial intelligence combined with expertise from some of the world's leaders in fitness. The state-of-the-art equipment can track your movements and provide real-time feedback, all from the comfort of your home. Learn more at tempo.fit. There's something really neat about if you think back, I mean, and for some people, this is like a really tough thing to do, a tough mental exercise. You think back and you think, okay, my life now, would 10-year-old me or 12-year-old me look at adult me and go, hey, that's pretty cool. You know, be the person you wanted to be when you were 10 or 12. And this is an expression of that. This is definitely an expression of that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think uh, I've asked myself that question so many times, like, would I be proud of the man that I am? if I was 10 years old, looking at that, that guy being like, would I want to be like that, that guy? Or would I be like, man, there's a lot of things in that guy's life that, that I don't want. And believe me, I, I've, I've done a lot of bad things in my life and a lot of things that I'm not proud of. But I think overall, especially um, when I decided to, cause uh, my previous job prior to owning a gym was um, counterterrorism, And I was never home. I wasn't ever around and things like that. And uh, I, it was a very hard decision because it was a good, steady paycheck from the federal government. I mean, the government is a tough job to quit. You know what I mean? Um, but it came down to like, are you happy? And I was like, not really anymore. There was a time maybe, but not anymore. So it's time to move on. And so I moved on. And I did the gym thing for a while. And then I'm like, you know what? Are you still happy? I'm like, you're 40 years old. Like it's getting harder to reinvent yourself the older you get. But then I'm like, man, 40 is nothing anymore. You know what I mean? Like when my dad was 40, it was a much different 40 than I am at 40. Like he was kind of like a dad at 40. He was like older, like setting his ways, those things. And uh, I feel like I know nothing. I feel like I learn new things every day. I'm, I'm morphing. I'm changing all the time. And I think really, as long as I continue and really humans in general, as long as you continue to like adapt and just become better, right? Like that's my, my gym name. Everything is based off never state. And the idea is like never satisfied or never satiated. And it doesn't mean like you're not happy or content, but it means like if you can get better physically, then do it. Like do everything to the best of your ability. If you can get better mentally, do it. Emotionally, everything. Like it's about becoming a full human being and just being willing to, to get outside of your comfort zone and, and essentially sacrifice everything you are for everything you could become. Uh, but man, when you're actually looking at like a steady paycheck, that's a hard thing to actually step through and live with. So I, I'll say like, I've done a lot of things in my life, but I'm most proud of the things where I was like, there's no safety net, there's no anything, and you chose to risk it. And whether it worked out or didn't work out, it doesn't matter because you're not going to be sitting on your porch, you know, 30 years from now going, I wonder what would have happened if I would have started a gym or I wonder what would have happened, you know what I mean? And um, that that is just a, a probably one of my biggest fears is having those types of regrets later in my life of like, I just didn't try like not even that I failed or whatever, but that I was too afraid to actually take the steps to try uh, because that is, that is not living. That's, that's something else that I hope I never do. You know? 
You mentioned something that's a really important part of this, and this is one reason, Brian, I love talking to you because you bring up everything holistically. You never talk about something I've noticed. You never talk about something that's in isolation, right? There are a lot of humans are complex. We're complex people. We're still figuring stuff out about ourselves as we age. And something you mentioned is being able to say, I know nothing, or being able to admit there's a body of knowledge or all these bodies of knowledge that I just don't have. I think as we get older, it's harder to admit that because it's almost like it's almost like saying we didn't learn anything right. in the previous course of our lives. It doesn't, it doesn't really mean that. No human can learn everything. So what are some things that you do to kind of remind yourself that in, in many ways, in life, in learning new activities, you, know, you, you can be a novice and you can open yourself up to new bodies of knowledge and ways of doing things? Absolutely. Um, so I try to go into everything with like a white belt, white belt mentality. You know what I mean? Um, I have a big background in martial arts and I still do jujitsu and stuff like that. I do some MMA and things. And uh, one thing that I learned, I thought, uh, actually, when I came out of college, uh, I didn't, I got a degree at, that meant nothing to me and I was never going to use it. Right. So I, uh, I decided to become a, I opened a karate school and I thought, because I was like the top guy at that school that I was like a top guy. And then sure enough, a guy walked in one time and he was literally like 55 years old and he was jujitsu guy. And I'm a stand up like Muay Thai kickboxer guy and trying to learn some jujitsu stuff. This is back when like UFC is pretty and it's infancy and stuff like that. And so we get on the ground and I know a little bit of jujitsu and I'm like strong in shape, like 22, ready to go. And uh, this guy just mops the floor with me to the point that I was literally like, incapacitated. I couldn't do anything. It wasn't even like I was putting up a fight. I just sucked. And uh, I've had so many lessons like that in my life where like I judged somebody. I was like, man, I got this guy. And then you don't, you know what I mean? So it's like, whether it is looking at a person or a new set of skills or even the same set of skills, like so many people, I mean, I've been lifting for 25, 30 years. So like it's some people would consider me like an expert and I'm like, I'm not an expert at all, man. Like I know next to nothing about this. All I know is the very basics. And the more that I learn, the more that I realize that I really don't have a, a broad wealth of knowledge of this. I know what I know and I have seen what worked and I try to stick with those things, but like there is so much to learn in every single field. And, and something that's been very exciting for me, uh, I've done the same thing as far as fitness and, and lifestyle and things like that for so long. That when I started doing this bushcraft stuff and just started learning a new skill, so many neurons in my brain just started like, I started making new neural pathways. I, it was like the world was so exciting again because it wasn't like, I mean, you know, right now, like even if you learn a new movement, like if you learn a new strongman movement or you pick up some CrossFit, uh, different exercises and things like that, when you start learning them, it is so much fun to learn a new variation or a new thing or new something, even if you suck at it. Cause your brain just going, wow, I'm a sponge again. I get, I get to mess around with something that I don't have like expectations or the, the result that I know is coming. You know what I mean? And um, what that can do for not only your brain, but your just whole life. Cause, cause you just get excited about living again because new things excite us. You know what I mean? And uh, I think as long as every single time you go into that, you don't, look at it as like a big overwhelming thing. Cause I, I mentioned earlier, like I know absolutely nothing about working on cars or anything like that. And the reason why I don't is because it seems so overwhelming. Like I, I, I pop the hood of a car and I'm like, I don't have the first clue where to start. 
You know what I mean? But that's how a lot of people feel about weights. That's how a lot of people feel about bushcraft. That's how a lot of people feel about everything, right? Because everything's hard at first. Riding a bike was hard at first, but you know, and uh, I think as long as you go in humbly and you just focus on one step at a time, like how do you need an elephant one bite at a time, right? Like you can't take on more than you, than, than you should at a time. So just taking small goals, small steps, and then just refocusing next step, next step. And small things add up and become big things very quickly. So um, I really, if, if people, this is something I've stressed, especially in the last year on my YouTube channel, is that if people have been in a rut, especially with the coronavirus and things like that hitting in, how many people got into a different type of workout, like hiking or bodyweight stuff or calisthenics, or they started because they had to, right? Like the world shifted them into a different place and they had to do something. And then they opened up a whole new world. And a lot of people saw a lot of really great like gains and progress because of just their body responding to new stress and new stimulus for the adaptation. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's ever a bad idea to, to start learning something new. It doesn't mean that you need to train it like you're going to become a world champion, but like having a cursory knowledge of, of many things is so useful later in life. You know what I mean? Like as I get older, the more just being able to, to fix a lawnmower to, you know, carve something to do whatever, like all those things add up and it, it all matters. It does. I got to ask back to the bushcraft. I have to ask a few more specific things that just popped in my of head course. over the course of this interview. So sorry about like moving around a bunch. Um, clearing the land. Did you have to, did you have to, well, soil is really heavy. People, if you've never built, I grew up and one of the things I did growing up was I built a lot of trails, right? Uh -huh. Soil in growing up in Kentucky, like you just dig, digging into the side of a hill, building the steps, using old railroad ties to like put them in. Soil is like the heaviest thing. I know. It's just, it's just, so t tell me a little bit about clearing the land for your cabin. Did you have to move the rocks? The, you know, how did you do that manually? Because some people just, if it's up to me, I'm going to move a caterpillar in there and I'm just going to clear it out. But if you're doing it without electricity, it's a different ballgame. Yeah. So um, my, my land is on a big hill because there's a, there's a large river. If anyone watches my videos, you'll see there's, there's a river down there. And uh, I'm building the cabin right next to the river, but the hill that leads down there literally needs like switchbacks on the trail because it's so steep. You know what I mean? Like literally it's, it's you, if you sprinted up it, you're, you're having a heart attack type of steep, you know what I mean? And uh, so once I got down there, I obviously couldn't bring in any type of equipment. And I first started out using like a machete and things like that and just started hacking away stuff. But the thing about the wilderness when it's like real wilderness is like, it takes over. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm getting to the point right now where everything's starting to turn green and it just slowly closes in until it becomes a tunnel, you know? And so I started out hacking with a machete and things like that to clear it, but stuff would just come back. So then I just ended up taking deerskin gloves and literally weeding the, the woods between all the stickers. I mean, you know, like deer just spread stickers around. So all the stickers, all the bushes, everything, just literally hand pulling it all out. And, um, but it does, it does make it for longer, but man, you want to talk about exhaust. I've trained hard my life and I've done a lot of things, my old job and stuff that are hard, right? Man, there have been days when I come up from clearing trails and literally it's like I overdid it in the gym and like can't regulate my body temperature, almost like some CNS fatigue type of symptoms. You know what I mean? Just like in a bad spot because you work so hard. And the, and the thing about like something like clearing trails is you'll start and you'll get like a little clean spot. And then you're like, well, now I got to keep going on that. And I got to keep going on that. And got, and it's like just a little bit more, just a little bit more, you know what I mean? And 
um, man, I've had some of the hardest like physical manual labor days of my life on this land. And a lot of them have been just clearing the land to, to make it feasible for people to be able to um, access it basically. And especially for me with carrying logs along, um, you want it as clear as you can, because if you can drag them, you'll drag them. But if not, if you're walking with a log in your shoulder and, you know, some of these logs are literally like five, six, 700 pounds. And if you have something on your shoulder and you misstep, you're, you're looking at a, a hard, it's probably not going well. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, we, probably, we don't it's probably not ending well for you. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that too much there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, okay. So here's, here's my, here's my question. Obviously you put a ton of work in, you still have a lot of work to go. I mean, this is a years long, this is a years long process but to build a homestead. But, uh, do you have any dreams for kind of like an outdoor gym space? Cause you have the logs, you can get the rocks, you have the implements. Like, is that part of yeah. the plan? Yeah, I would absolutely love to do that. Um, making everyone wants me to make a strongman log. Um, and it really, that's, that's going to be easy compared to building a cabin, making a strongman log is a joke, you know? So I'm like, yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to have some pull up bars out there, some big natural stones, like some big stumps and things like that. So it's gonna be cool. Like, uh, I actually have a couple of my friends uh, that used to all train at my gym together. They're coming over to do kind of that type of thing where I have a home gym. So we're training the home gym and then we're taking off down to the river and we're like doing a big hike and getting in the water and hopefully going tubing and things like that. So um, yeah, I'm trying to combine it all because honestly, like I, I remember hearing stories back in the day, like way back in the day about Arnold and like uh, Franco and people like that grabbing weights and carrying them into the wilderness and they all brought like a bunch of like meat and they made like a campfire. They lifted weights in the middle of the forest, cooked on like a campfire and just camped out. And I'm like, man, that would be, that'd be a pretty ideal, you know, day. So I'm going to try to set that up. It'd be a good time. What comes into mind for me, you've probably seen this on Instagram, the, the, the gym in Tulum by the beach in Mexico where all the influencers go and they have like the wooden weights. It's cool, right? But it's also like in a resort town. So it, it it is neat. Like I'm not I'm like no not whoever like the people who started that gym. Like it's a it's a killer idea. It's like it's amazing. And honestly, anything that gets people active, like and lifting weights, I'm for. Right. So it's not to knock them, but like this is almost in a way the opposite. That's almost built for like Instagram influencers. But there's a different thing where you're like in the woods. The lighting's not perfect because you're kind of you're you're in it, and it's just like here's a stump. Pick up the stump. Here's some rocks. You know what I, I mean? I tell you this how strongman startup was a bunch of guys sitting around going, Hey, I bet you, you can't pick that up and put it on top of that. You know what I mean? Like that's definitely how some of this stuff's hard. You know what I mean? There's no doubt. Like guys are just bored. They don't have TV. It's thousands of years ago. And they're like, Hey, see if you can do that. I bet you can't. You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's the, we as humans, there's something innate about, about, I bet you can't do that. It doesn't care. I don't care what language it's in. It's just something that like we're wired for. If someone says we can't do something and the stereotype is that like Americans are the worst about that. We're, we're pretty bad about it, but like everyone, everyone thinks that. So you got to like, you got to build your own series of like, of challenges out there because I mean, you could not that you, not that you necessarily would, but you could charge money for that for like a weekend for that. I'd be the first to sign up. It would be a blast. It really would. If like you could do a, uh, my wife and I are actually talking about making like a retreat kind of place uh, because I mentioned earlier, she's a, she's a counselor, like mental health. So uh, she works with a lot of couples and things like that. And it would be awesome to be able to bring a couple out and have like some uh, mental health sessions along with physical health sessions and getting out in nature and like getting people out of their comfort zone, like high ropes types of courses and, and things like that would just be, it'd be so cool have like a mixture of climbing plus just all of it. You know what I mean? 
it would be great. So that that is in the future. Right now, though, I tell you what, man, I moved onto this land thinking that I would have like all this extra time and stuff, but land makes you work, makes you work. I had, I mean, I, I had an idea, but I've never, I've never lived on 27 acres of land. And there's a lot of stuff where just like picking up sticks after like a windstorm takes all day long. You know what I mean? And uh, it's just, it, it's been great, but man, so much more work than I expected. <laughs> what but kind I, of I'm happy about it. What kind of wildlife are you seeing out there? Um, a lot of deer, foxes. We have coyotes. Now, they say there's black bears because uh, people have some trail cams up and down the, the river. I've never personally seen a black bear, but uh, I did find a print in the snow that I put up on my Instagram and I put my hand next to it. And it, I, I'm saying it's a Sasquatch, but everyone <laughs> else can tell me it's a black bear. And uh, it's it, it's pretty big, so... Uh, but a lot of stuff like that. Like I just saw some turkeys the other day. There's some eagles, things like that. Um, so it's very basic, like northeast type of of wildlife stuff. But the land that that I actually live on um, is there's been all kinds of history from train wrecks to uh, because there's a railroad track that runs through it. There was a two engines collided. Uh, the previous owner was murdered. It it's just got so much. <laughs> randomness that it's it's been uh it's been such an interesting ride man i absolutely i love it it's the best move i've done in my Ho- life hopefully you can add your own kind of like positive history put a positive spit on that i'm history, trying right? man i'm trying to build a cabin <laughs> i'm trying to make these trails so it's like a good thing you know but it, it has had some history i don't i don't necessarily believe in sasquatch if there is a sasquatch there it has to be you you, <laughs> you you've got to like embrace this that that, that identity I, I don't actually believe in Sasquatch either. I wish there was a Sasquatch, but I actually, uh, one of my friends who, who I work with at the gym, he is a, um, he works at the national zoo with apes. And so when he first came, I was like, Hey man, what is your opinion? You think there's Sasquatch? And he's like, I want there to be, but there's not Sasquatch. And I'm like, no man, come on. Give me a little glimmer. Just give me like a, like a, like a 1% chance. This stuff is so much fun. It's like the Loch Ness monster. Like it's not it's a so thing. much stuff to believe. It's so much fun to believe that, you know, takes you back to like being little with like Santa Claus. Like, and, like you just, you get excited about, about stuff that's like bigger than like the norm, you know, like the everyday. That's why I love interacting with you. Ever had the chance to interact with like a microbiologist? Or someone who works with like fungi or something like that, because they discover new stuff all the time, and they get just as like if we discovered as excited as I would be if like Sasquatch ended up being real, not a thing. They get that amped if they discover like a new something new that's you know microscopic because there's amazing stuff. People drill down into the Antarctic ice and they discover stuff that lives in subzero that lives literally in ice. Like that's also amazing. So. That's what I, I got to start hanging out with more like microbiologists, people who discover this really impressive stuff that actually does exist. I love hanging out with people who believe in the impossible because it, it makes, it makes life just seem like it has so much more color. You know what I mean? I, whenever I hang out with someone who's just so like, no, that's not real. That like, so like cut and dry. I'm always like, man, like I, I, I get it. I understand. And I, I understand like wanting factual basis on everything. I'm like, but man. I don't want to take the magic out of a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's exciting. It's exciting to believe that like there's new species out there, there's new stuff. There's, and I mean, you think about how much we, we learn about inside the ocean or space or even inside our own minds right now, like the, what we don't know so far eclipses what we do know. It's just 
it's all the blatant obvious stuff's figured out. You know what I mean? So now you really have to dig. One story I love is hundreds of years ago in the early days of European exploration of the Americas, uh, in like the, you know, 1500s, 1600s, it wasn't like there weren't already people here, right? The place was, the place was settled. There was history here, right? At that point, uh, it had been for thousands of years, but a lot of European quote unquote scientists of the day, they didn't believe that, that moose were real because they saw moose skeletons and they were too big. Right. And if you ever see, I, I hope that if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you never see a moose in the wild. I've never seen it. Because there is nothing. I haven't seen a moose in the wild either. I've only seen them in zoos. There's nothing more terrifying because they're about twice as big as they have any right to be. They are Aren't they like a thousand pounds or more. Oh, they're more like more like a, like a bull moose. Oh my, oh my God. They are, but moose, moose cause a lot of fatalities because when, if they hit a car and they fall, they're, they're, they're so tall that they fall on, you don't like hit a car. The front of your truck does not hit a moose. The front of your truck hits its legs and then a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand pounds of moose falls on top of you. It's like an Indiana Jones trap. That's the problem. But like, you know, 500 years ago. They didn't believe in a different continent. They didn't believe moose existed. They thought they were, this is a kind of an anecdote I've heard. I'm not sure how historically accurate it is. Sure. But they didn't believe, like someone brought a skeleton back over and in Europe, they were like, this isn't real. Right. Right. You made this up. This isn't made- real. <laughs> but we look at that today. And it's like, oh yeah, I've seen moose at the, at the zoo. But if you ever see a, like avoid seeing a moose in person in the wild, because it is, I- I've heard literally the most terrifying thing you can see. I can't imagine. There's so many things like when it comes to like nature, we are so far outmatched. Like even like you look at something like a chimp that's, that's closely related. The strength difference between a chimp and us is so ridiculous. And then I think about things like, oh yeah, I'd fight a grizzly bear. No, you want it. Like you're talking about like nine inch claws that just, I, the, the amount of strength and power and stuff that is, is out there right now is so unbelievable. Like, that that literally you don't believe it. You don't think about it because you almost have to put it out of your mind. You're like, oh, there's not these monsters everywhere. You know, what I mean? like like just because we're in these safe little houses, we feel very safe. But man, the amount of stuff. I, can you imagine coming across like an alligator or a crocodile for the first time in like nature? You'd be like, well, there's dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are around. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's that's they're older than dinosaurs. They've actually been around. They survived when dinosaurs didn't, which is the exactly. messed up, which is the really messed up part. I know life is so incredible though. Like, and it's right there in front of us and we just don't look at it. You know what I mean? It's here's my favorite fact. Birds are dinosaurs. Yes. They are literally, if you go to the Wikipedia page for birds, they are, they are the class of dinosaurs that survived. And there's some weird looking birds out there. And you see some of these, like some, some, you ever come across like an emu or something? You're like, all right, I can see it. <laughs> like, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that yeah, one. Okay, fair, fair, fair. You come across a chicken, you're like, eh, eh, but you come across like something that's a little, you know, you don't see every day, you don't eat every day. You're like, all right, that makes some sense. Um, Brian, I have absolutely loved getting to catch up with you. Where is the best place for people to follow along with, with you on, um, I know Instagram and YouTube are both big channels for you. So how can folks find you there? Uh, for YouTube, it's just my name. It's Brian Alzru, uh, A-L-S-R-U-H-E. And then for Instagram, it is Neversate, N-E-V-E-R-S-A-T-E. But, uh, I try to put up a bunch of videos for either lifting or building stuff or just being random, I guess. You know what I mean? But I, I'm trying to, trying to get some stuff out there for people. 
Excellent. Well, we, 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 we cover so much when we talk. We talked about bushcraft. We talked about strongman. We talked about cryptozoology. I absolutely love it. So <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on and uh, best of luck to you as you, as you continue to you know, make this land your own and uh, really Thank appreciate you. your time. And it's so great to talk to you again, man. 